Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Good morning, everyone. Today is March the 17th, and it is St. Patrick's Day, which is awesome. Um, But it is also the day we're going to read John chapter 10, which is equally as wonderful. And um, I would, if I were you, read this in a lot of versions, um, just because it's just so wonderful and rich. And I'm not even going to really attempt to unpack it, just kind of um, a moment I had recently where I called a friend and I had just been really wrestling with some thoughts and a situation in my life. And... um, this friend was so helpful, just really opening up my, my heart. She did a great job of just saying, okay, what do you think the Lord would say? And like, it was just really helpful. If you have friends like that, keep them because they're wonderfully wise. Um, so I'm just going to share some of that afterward, but here is John chapter 10. It is long, but it is so wonderful. So here we go. Truly, truly, I say to you, this is Jesus talking. He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow. But they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words, and many of them said, he has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who's oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? At that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. 
My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. The Jews picked up stones again to stone him and Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me? The Jews answered him, It is not for a good work that we're going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I am not doing the works of my Father, then don't believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained, and many came to him. And they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. The Good Shepherd had read Psalm 23. He quotes Psalms throughout his life and even in his dying moments. How pleased Jesus must have been. How delighted to know that King David understood the nature of God so well. Jesus came fulfilling David's words. In a low moment recently, I called a friend to pray with me. What is Jesus saying in your pain? She asked. I saw a shepherd in my mind's eye. He used a beautifully carved staff to gently pull a straying sheep back from a precarious ledge. I could see his robe, worn and warm, and I could feel his protectiveness over that little confused sheep. What is his attitude toward the sheep for straying? She asked again. No anger at the little one, just anger at the dangerous ledge, the dark thoughts and the fear and the confusion. I sensed an enveloping protectiveness and gentleness all in one. The scene shifted and the shepherd is laying on the hard ground for a bed, an insufficient tent over his head, a night sky yawning wide over he and his flock. He's up every few hours, prodding a fire back to life, alert to the sound of predators, watching the warm bodies of his charges sleeping all around him. And then dawn, after a long night of watching and the shepherd wakes first, stretches, takes account of every precious sheep in a sweeping glance, the night watch is done and a new day of care has begun. He's never not on duty, never slacking in his mindfulness of his furry charges and their many needs, weak frames, tendency to wander, fretful minds. He has given his whole life for the purpose of caring for them. He is indeed a good shepherd. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening today. Um, I hope that you love John 10 and you get it to just sink into your bones. I think one of the things that's so wonderful about the Bible is thinking that not only is Jesus the good shepherd, but he's also the perfect spotless lamb in Revelation and it, just all of the symbolism that comes through it. So if you were to go a little deeper today, um, you could look at Psalm 23 that King David wrote where he basically talks about how the Lord is my shepherd, which is something we've already talked about on the um, Psalm 23 day, even in this devotional. But there's also a passage in 1 Peter 2 that I love that talks about how we were all going like sheep going astray, but now we've returned to the shepherd and overseer of our souls. 
and how Peter would have heard Jesus even saying these words in John 10, and it stirred in him as well. And I think seeing Jesus as our shepherd today can really, it fixes everything in our life to feel that we're not abandoned um, in our pain and in our confusion. And I know for me, that picture of the shepherd taking that night watch was so wonderful. It was just so wonderful to think that he really doesn't sleep and slumber. Um, There's a Psalm in Psalm 121, it even says that, that he watches over us. But the reality is that he's never not taking protective care of us. And so I just encourage you, this might be a little deep, but for me, it's useful to go back to painful memories or um, maybe some of you have experienced traumatic moments and asking Jesus, where were you in that moment? Because he is with us. Like Psalm 139 says, he's, he hems us in behind and before. My kids are memorizing that passage and uh, it's just so fun to hear them kind of getting it, that God has searched them and he's known them. And so in moments of pain, maybe even moments where you didn't really walk with God yet, asking Jesus, where were you? What were you thinking in this moment? And I guarantee he will want to speak into those places because he is such a personal God. Um, So I hope that John 10 just, it stirs your heart to grow in intimacy with the person Jesus and his faithful care over your life. I hope that you walk away from today's devotional just aware that he's taken precious care of you, that he takes it seriously and he does not slack in that job. So anyway, have a wonderful day. We'll get into John chapter 11 tomorrow.